How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagney here, welcoming you to edition number five of Joe vs. the World. My guest today is friend to all, Albert Ching. Albert, how you doing? Yo, Joe. You like that Yo. one, like a, a G.I. Joe? Yeah. I, that wasn't, yeah. you need a little more enthusiasm, though. Oh, well, you know, I mean, we're working up to it. We're building up to uh, something good here at the start of the show, so I'm sure we've got a lot of fun stuff to go for, right? Oh, yeah. Now, you have worked in uh, radio before, correct? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, where'd you work? Well, um, I worked for four years at my college radio station at mm-hmm. Arizona State University. And then I worked for about a year at a, a CBS-owned radio station that um, became the victim of, uh, after Howard Stern left, and they switched a lot of their stations over to uh, Free FM, which is all mm-hmm. uh, syndicated talk shows. And I left at that point, and then I went to another radio station around here, and uh, I was only there for a couple months. And right now, I'm not officially working at radio anywhere. So this is actually uh, a, a nice treat to be on this show, and also exciting to be on the other end, because as a, a journalist, I'm used to interviewing people. So being interviewed is a unique thrill, and especially being interviewed by Joe Gagne, or is it Gagne? It's Gagne, right? It's Gagne. I don't go with the, okay, um, good. Yeah. the uh, French pronunciation yeah. like uh, like Vernon Gregg. Right, right, right. Or uh the you know, famous baseball pitcher. But yeah, but no, so uh, yeah, definitely. Well, this may be our most professional uh, sounding show yet. It might be, but doubtful. Because even though I worked in radio I was really bad at it. Okay. Yeah. Well you'll fit right in around here. <laughs> now uh, you were a judgment day in Phoenix last night. I Sunday. was indeed a judgment day. Um, I had surprisingly good seats. Uh, they oh, were uh, press press tickets, so you don't really know where they're going to be until you show up there at will call. And uh, I don't know, it was like the seventh row of seats, you know, because obviously there's a floor section and then there's seats. So, and it was um, it was on the side opposite the cameras facing. So that's still a good. It's not like being on you know either way, you know, facing the entrance way or against the you know ramp. So uh, yeah, it was pretty close. Good. So is this a freebie, and or did you have to pay for these? Uh, no, it was, a, it was a freebie. Well, that's good. Yeah. Were you uh, excited to see this when you saw the card, or was it like, oh, yeah? Um, oh, you know, I thought it, it was the kind of thing that, you know, it seemed like it could go either way, I guess. There were a couple matches, you know, depending on how much time they gave it, could have been good, and some stuff that obviously didn't sound good at all. And, you know, of course, the Undertaker, which is a great colleague, you know, like a curiosity, how bad is it going to be? Mm. Is it going to be like, one of the worst matches in history, because not obviously. But I don't think it was. I think it was just, you know, not that interesting to watch. Yeah, when I talked to Vince Verhey, uh last week, he wasn't all that interested in seeing the show. I had no interest. I have a co-worker who gets every pay-per-view and uh, invited me to come over and watch it, but I didn't even think it was worth the hour round-trip drive. And But he gave me a tape of it, and I sat down and watched it this week, and this was a very good show. Yeah, it really was pretty good. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know if and the crowd is show. really uh, the, the Phoenix crowds are really into shows. They're always mm-hmm. uh, not quite sure why, but we're uh, we're good people. Yeah, I thought this was probably the best show you could have had with this card. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, have you seen a tape of this show yet, or are you just going by your live experience? Um, I haven't seen a tape of the show. Uh, probably never will, honestly. But okay. you know, being there, <laughs> being there live was uh, you know enough for me. And uh, I'll always have the memories that I'll cherish forever. All right. And, was there you know, the opener uh, was really good. 
Yeah. You know, was, uh, was there anything interesting beforehand? You know, I don't really know because actually I was at the Diamondbacks game, which is uh, at Chase Field right across the street oh. from uh, the Airways Center. Which is, uh, All right. So uh, I got there. I'm sure it was eight, but I had to wait one before call nine. So the time I finally got in was right as um, M&M. But now um, defunct M&M were making their entrance. For the last time, little did we know uh, then, though, that that would be the last time. But, yeah. yeah, I have a feeling they'll be back together. Cause that's just Probably, it seems to happen. I mean, is there ever, like, a famous tag team that only broke up once and never reunited? Let me see. I'm trying to think. Well, the Hart Foundation kind of got back together. Although not as a tag team, but they were as right, part of the Right, but in there, that concept, yeah. I'm sure there's a million of them. I just can't think of one right now. Probably. But I'm sure I'm positive. I think Joey Mercury may be in rehab. Really? That's the rumor yeah, going that was, right that, now. Yeah, that was pretty much yeah. That's weird because he was supposed to be the one that was controversy free. Yeah. And it was uh, Melina and Nitro who supposedly uh, were doing the bad things, but apparently maybe not. Yeah, he's on. He's taking care of personal issues. So. That's usually code for rehab, is it not? I, I would say so. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the match. Uh, Eminem versus Brian Kendrick and Paul London for the tag titles. I thought it was a heck of a little match. Not a, no, not a superb tag match, but a very good opener. And good to see Kendrick and London uh, get the win. Yeah, it was great to see them get the win. And it was surprising to me how much the fans were into them as a, a babyface tag team. Because I think, you know, even though they have been focused on in uh, TV the last few weeks, I mean, they really sort of come out of nowhere just from being in Velocity for so many months and not really being on a, the real show and kind of being, obviously, jobbers. But I think it's just their natural ability and, you know, the fact that, you know, their style and that they're, you know, two undersized guys is so appealing. I think it automatically just catches on with the audience, even if the crowd doesn't know all that much about them. Yeah, I remember a house show, like, three years ago where, the, where they teamed up and people had no idea who they were. And I knew this because this guy next to me said, I have no idea who these people are. Right. So it's good that they're, you know, hard work does pay off, as you quoted in the uh, in an article you wrote about this. Uh, I did. That's, that's true. Guilty. All right. Well, good opener. Uh, Melina flipped out afterwards, slapped. Joey Mercury, Eminem officially broke up. Uh, crowd chanted, you suck at her. <laughs> yeah. Did you join in these chants? Um... Not not usually, yeah. Maybe a couple though. Okay, I might, I might have chanted for uh, for Benoit. Uh, speaking of such, we had Chris Benoit and Fit Finley in what I thought was. I was the best trying to give you a nice segue, by the way, right there. Oh, thank I, you. Yeah, I stirred that one right up the plate for you. Oh, great. Uh, this match ruled, by the way. I thought I was worried that they'd get maybe five, six minutes, and then the uh, the leprechaun would run out and ruin whatever they had done. But this went long. Uh, totally clean. Totally different. And this was great, and the crowd was pretty into it, it seemed, uh, watching the pay-per-view. How was it live? Well, leprechauns don't always ruin everything, Joe. <laughs> I mean, you might, you know, set yourself open to some nasty, bitter lawsuits from leprechauns if you make bold statements like that. Yeah, that but the crowd racist. was surprisingly uh, into it. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a long match. I think it was, uh, what, 20 minutes right about. Yeah, about around there, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the crowd never... Uh, Never turned on it. Not that they should have, obviously. I mean, okay. obviously, you know, to, to you and me, you know, that's a good match. You know, we realize that. But to the average fan, you know, seeing Benoit and Finley go out for 20 minutes is not without, you know, you know, a lot of uh, mat wrestling and stuff like that. You know, crowds 
you know, tend to maybe think that that's boring a little bit, uh, which it is not. And, and then the crowd, uh, you know, didn't turn on at all. And they were into it, you know, for the whole uh, duration. And Benoit was really over. And Finley was really over as a heel, which is sort of surprising to me. Because, uh, I mean, he, not that he's not a, a good heel, but he doesn't, you know, he hasn't really even built up that much as a heel, I don't think. He's just kind of like a, like a tough guy who sometimes cheats. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, so. but yeah, it was, it was a, good, a good match. All right, then we had Jillian Hall and Molina, and all I got out of this was Jillian Hall has a really jaunty theme song. And I was glad she won. Yeah, it, it is voice. a good theme song. It is. I, uh, I I wish it was on the new Reckless Intent CD, but it's not. Sadly, no. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, you know, I, I, you know, this was whatever to me. Like the the refreshing thing about it is that it ended, and that neither of them were stripped to their bra and panties. Yeah. Like, I don't know the last time they had a like a women's match with the SmackDown wrestlers, but that didn't happen. That usually is uh, like you know, I think there was a like a Tory Wilson versus Molina match in pay per view or something. It was like a I don't know, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, they tried. You know, neither of them are obviously that great, and feeling uh, kind of weird looking. But uh, you know, I mean, it was it, it killed time, I guess. I don't know. It was yeah, offensive. I've... Oh, go ahead. No, I, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, I was just going to say, I, we have seen infinitely worse uh, matches, well, women's matches than this, this year, yeah. so I can't really complain about this. And it wasn't degrading, which is surprising. No, I guess and, it was uh, you know, there was nothing, there was nothing, like, embarrassing on the whole pay-per-view, you know? No, uh, nothing that really made you say, like, oh, God, I, you know, feel guilty about watching this. Which is, I think, uh, surpri- you know, a little refreshing for a WWE pay-per-view in the same age. Yeah. I think the best part of the match afterwards, Crystal came down and said she had a question for Molina, and then she just stood there for like a minute, and I'm like, what's what's the question? Maybe she forgot. I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. And then another thing I noticed, actually, especially I like the opening match, but you know, some things that you notice live that you know on TV you don't notice as much. But like whenever they would have a spot, or like either London or Kendrick were supposed to be knocked out, you know, and on the outside of the ring, you know, selling, recovering, whatever injury. Like at least from my angle. It literally just looks like they're just like standing there against the ring, you know. Like while the camera's off them, you don't know where they are, and you're like, oh, okay, obviously they're probably somewhere, you know, like rising and painting. At least just from where I was, might be just from where I was, you know. It just looked like they were kind of standing there and not doing anything. So that's kind of funny. But anyway, continue. Anyway, moving right along, we had JBL cut a promo. Uh, yeah, crowd. I don't think like JBL. No, and there was uh, it was hard to hear it live because there's so much, uh, as we say in the wrestling business, heat, heel yeah. heat uh, for JBL, and also Eddie Chance once Chavo showed up. Oh. Yeah, when when I saw that Chavo was um, going to be there, it's like, oh boy, angle alert. But right. I'm sure it it will be, but just not right now. Yeah, I don't know if you watched SmackDown yesterday, but it, it seemed, they made it very obvious that uh, Chavo's going to turn heel soon, I think. Yeah, just I would have way, imagined. But he's so, he's so uh, you know, over the top trying to help Rey Mysterio that it's you know. Or I don't know, or maybe Chavo's just a bad actor now, I don't know, but, you know. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see where this is going. Actually, when when they had the Chavo quits thing, I think everyone thought, oh, this is going to be disastrous. Because they would, I, I don't know, everyone thought it would just be more Eddie stuff. And But if this is the way they're going, I mean, if he has a good reason for this, it could be okay. I don't know why he'd beat up Ray, maybe... To me, it just seems like a weird thing to do. I mean, yeah. like, I think ultimately, I mean, I don't think the WWE 
is like insane. Completely. I think ultimately they do want to do something to get Chavo over on his own and, you know, do something interesting with him. But to me, they had such like a simple thing, you know. I mean, he had a lot of, you know, baby face uh, heat after Eddie's death. And, you know, they could have just run with that for a while, which they did for the first couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe giving him a nice run, like, you know, a U.S. title or intercontinental title. And instead, you know, they're doing this weird, like, you know, sort of backwards, circuitous route with trying to push him that, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, who knows how it's all going to play out, but it seems, uh, seems silly. We shall see. Next we had Greg Helms and Super Crazy. In uh, the usual cruiserweight match, uh, pretty short. It was okay. Crowd didn't seem all that into it, and Greg Helms won. Yeah, the crowd wasn't all that into it. Um, I mean, super crazy got a pop. It was, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, Latino population in Arizona, obviously, and also, you know, super crazy is cool. So, you know, you know he's Latino would like him. But yeah, I mean, yeah, just to me, it's nice to see the cruiserweight title defended on pay-per-view because it doesn't happen all the time. And even though they're not really pushing it much on TV, the fact that at least they thought to give it a match on pay-per-view was, you know, something. I'll give, give him an A for effort, but... You know, you I wouldn't give him an A for effort. Maybe like a, a D-minus for effort. But. Okay. Yeah. I'll give him a, a decent grade. Yeah. But you just can't keep throwing guys out there. I mean, it seems every month is, you know, some guys have a no, number one contenders match and then there's a match for it and... And that's it. That's the extent of storylines in the cruiserweight. Division. Definitely. Well, and also when Gregory Helms first came to SmackDown, they were trying to do at least something with pushing his heel character and giving him some mic time and, you know, stuff like that. And then it seemed to have been abandoned completely. Yeah, I just, just remember. Kind of, kind of wasn't his last Raw match he lost clean to Jerry Lawler and then he immediately won the cruiserweight title? Um. Yes, I think he lost to Jerry Lawler at. Uh, well, I think he lost to Jerry Lawler at a pay per view. Yeah. At, at like a New Year's. Uh, I think it was New Year's Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, and then he won the Cruiserweight title at Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they, they actually have kind of a you know an interesting character where he doesn't want to be the high flyer and he's just want to be the ground guy and you know you can you can do something with that but oh well. If he brought the vertebraker back, I bet it would uh, catch on. Yeah, That's I don't see really that up. happening. No, you can't do a regular pile driver. I don't think he can do the wacky yeah. vertebraker. That was a cool move, though. It was a move so cool that they wrote a theme song about it in WCW. I remember his, uh... God, how'd that song go? Vertebraker, it'll break your spine, something like that. <laughs> I'm sure it went yeah. something like that. But yep. it's, yeah, I, I don't remember too many other wrestling moves that inspired whole songs being written about them. I have them, to so. think about this one. That is fairly impressive. Um, no, I can't think of any. I've stumped you twice today, Joe. Yeah, you've stumped the Joe. Stumped the Joe. I think I win something for that, a toaster, right? You Wasn't that can the, be on uh, this show. Three, so times, three times I win the toaster. That's right, so i got one more time to go. Okay, well, I'm not licked yet. Uh, let's see. We had Teddy Long firing Molina, which was yeah, uh, yeah. There you go. You know, Michael Cole. Keeps and people saying, were talking about that too. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. You have to keep in mind that uh, there's a lot of kids in family from you. and I especially was surrounded by kids in their family. So, uh, like when something like that happens, 
Uh, like, I think the kids actually believed it. And they were actually, like, either really excited or kind of upset about it. You know, they were like, oh, those people got fired. You know, and, you know, I mean, I'm happy to turn around and say, ah, oh, don't worry about it, kid. You know, they'll be back <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Yeah, don't, don't. I don't know. I don't know if I want to, you know, break that fourth wall for them. I don't know if that's yeah, okay. Don't smarten them up. Kids can be fun at wrestling events. Uh, they can be really it's obnoxious, true. too. Yeah, no, these kids were all, they were all good kids, I have to say. I adopted all of them after the show. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, and they're out working in my backyard now. So we're I completely believe this. I just remember one time at a house show. Yeah. I just remember at a house show, I sat next to this really obnoxious kid, and um, I remember he screamed, go back where you came from, at, like, Doug Basham. Uh, It's like, he's from... Ohio, I think. Is that really an applicable insult? You should say that for Maybe that kid hates Ohio. Maybe he does. He also said, don't be a cheapo, which I don't don't know what that meant, but... Oh, well. Yeah, oh, well. You, you know? Yeah, don't be a cheapo. They'll be the old one. And dead soon, you know? (laughs) Maybe not soon. Well, yeah, in in terms of, like, the relative terms of the universe. Oh, yeah, then he's already dead. Oh, well, Mark Henry came out and uh, talked and threatened to beat up Kurt Angle. Yeah. And then they had a match. And it was, and it was Henry, okay. The match was okay. The after stuff, you know, was, was the, the meat of it, I guess. Yeah. With uh, Angle beating him up. But uh, so basically, Mark Henry is the number one heel on uh, SmackDown now if they're going to stick with the JBL being off the show for a while, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's kind of weird, huh? Yeah, who knew? It's the process of yeah. elimination, I guess. Yeah, you know what? I, you know, it seems like this run, this kind of round with Mark Henry, uh, hasn't been a disaster. No, I, I liked his promo last night. He has a fun theme song now. Oh, uh, yeah. Reckless Intense CD. Sure, the and, 3-6 um, Mafia. Yeah, Oscar winners, no less. And, um, but yeah. yeah. So I think this might, have, this might be the most entertaining Mark Henry has been. Since he almost got a blowjob in the Trans Press Day. <laughs> Do you realize that's been almost ten? Yeah, it's been about ten years of Mark Henry. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He debuted after. Yeah, because he he was signed uh, uh, around the time of the Olympics in '96. So, yeah, '96. Yeah. I think he debuted ten years of Mark Henry. Ten years. Well, I mean, ten years of Mark Henry. But how much of that time did he actually spend on the main shows? <laughs> and not injured and not in like Ohio Valley Wrestling or something. It's probably more only like four years, I would say. Yeah, I guess. What was yeah. your favorite Mark Henry period of the last decade? My favorite Mark Henry period of, hmm, I don't know. I mean, he, it was funny when uh, D'Lo was trying to help him lose weight, I guess. Right? That's true. That was an angle, like in 98. Yeah. Uh, funny for a couple of reasons because D'Lo himself was kind of chubby. So I don't <laughs> yes. know if that was supposed to be like an inherent, like second level of comedy to it, but, you know, that was, uh, that was something, you know, I mean, I never had anything against him then, and, uh, you know, he's, he's like, okay, you know, I, I know that there's a contingent on the internet that, you know, thinks he's, like, the best, uh, wrestler in the WWE, pretty much. Yeah. Which is not true, you know. No, I, I don't, I don't see that myself. But, um, he's, uh, he's not as horrible as he used to be, I guess. It's, there you go. Uh, it's the moral. After, like, for 10 years of doing something at a professional level, you can eventually not be completely horrible at it. There's a good, yeah. there's good lesson there for all of us, Joe. For you and for the show. There you so, go. You know, 10, 10 years, years from now, yeah. I'll be completely 10 years from now, you might be at the level. Where, exactly, yeah. 
Oh, my favorite Mark Henry period was the underrated period where he would bend stuff and people would bet on it. Like Christian would say, oh, yeah, he'd bend that like frying pan. Car, yeah. And then he'd I bend think, the frying uh, pan. And Test was always skeptical, right? Yeah. Yeah, Christian was like, oh, no way. No way can he, uh, you know, bend that thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good, good period. Times. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, what happened next? Well, actually, after the match, Kurt Angle flipped out and uh, beat the crap out of Mark Henry with a chair and made him break a table by falling through it, which I thought was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, that seemed a little uh, messed up. But you're speaking of the announce tables, uh, one thing that's funny from seeing Wrestling Live from where I was, I had a pretty good uh, angle to see Michael Cole, you know, and watch him. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can't hear anything he's saying, but, like, you know, whenever something like that happened where he would be, like, shocked or whatever, like, you know, you, you just see him, like, screaming and, like, you know, like, holding his hands and whatever, you know, and, like, you know, like, you know. And, but you couldn't hear him, so it's really funny to watch. I see. So, like, to see Michael Cole silently freak out. You know, he's like, you know, the great Kali is, you know, <laughs> manhandled the Undertaker tonight, you know? Yeah. And, um... Well, up next we had uh, Booker T and Bobby Lashley in the King of the Ring, or Ring of the King, if you're a great colleague, finals. And uh, Booker T won, which is cool, because he's Booker T, and he's the king. And when uh, Fit Finley ran in, and then Lashley speared him through his throne, and uh, this was totally fine, had no problem with this whatsoever. And he's uh, he's got his first name back, right, Bobby Lashley? He is Bobby, yes. Yeah, I was noticing that, because for a while, he was just Lashley. Like, he debuted as Bobby Lashley, but for a while, you know, they just they dropped his first name in uh, programming. But I'm glad to see he has it back now. And I'm sure he's glad to have it back as well. Yeah. He's to have two names. Yeah. And, yeah, I was surprised to see Pitt Finley run in, because I know they had been feuding around the time of WrestleMania, but they hadn't had really that much interaction I don't think, in the interim. Maybe I'm wrong. And then I'm it wasn't followed up upon at all uh, on SmackDown yesterday. Okay. So, but, you know, I mean, I guess you know, it's, it's, it's just held it up. Yeah. I'm, it was nice to see Booker T. Lane. He's a, he's a good, good fella. Yeah, he's, he does good stuff. I, I know he used to be Blaster Lashley in OVW, and that's a pretty cool name. I don't know why they thought Bobby was uh, a step up over that. Yeah, I don't know. Bobby um, Blaster. I don't know. Blaster, yeah. My name was Bobby. I'd, I'd change my name to Blaster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think and, that just applies in life in general. Yeah. yeah. Up next, we had Undertaker and Great Kali. Yes. And the Undertaker really did, uh, you know, I mean, he, he deserved a medal after that. He, he worked really hard to try to make the Great Kali look good. Uh, who knows why? And he did the clean job. <laughs> The rare Undertaker yeah. clean job. Yeah, with one foot. Uh, how, what would the crowd think of this? It just seemed they were like, w- what the hell after it ended? Yeah, I mean, you know, they were surprised that that was the end, I think, because, you know, the great colleague doesn't have much of a finisher or any type of other move leading up to a finisher. You know, he just kind of chops and sort of kicks people. He has and, the yeah, I think chop. people were sort of, uh, sort of a little bit deflated after that happened. Definitely. He should use a Mongolian chop, like in uh, Pro Wrestling, the old Nintendo game. Who had that movie? Yeah. I can't remember his name. Kincorn Karn, that was it. 
Exactly. He should totally use that move. Yeah, that'd be it's great. ridiculous that he hasn't. Yeah. But the oh. good thing also is that uh, the Undertaker did not die as a result of the match with the great Kali. No, he did he not. He also success, yes. So uh, that that's always a plus. Well, but although I guess the Undertaker's already dead, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I guess it's a moot point. Yeah. He's died before anyway. Uh, who do you think was... Uh... You, now you've seen Great Kali live. Uh, do, do you think Giant Gonzalez was better or, or worse than him? Someone said Great Kali was worse. Uh, I, I can't accurately answer that question because I wasn't a fan of the business when Giant Gonzalez was around, really. I see. I've seen some clips and stuff and obviously heard uh, you know, about how bad he was uh, through various uh, tales and sources. But I've never, I, know, I wasn't really into the product at the time to, to really be able to answer I think Giant Gonzalez was significantly worse than Great Kali. Right, he, wow, he, he must he, have been really bad. He had two moves. He could choke you, and he would do the clubbing forearm to the back. I mean, oh, wow. you know, Great Kali does a judo chop, at least. But Yeah. Oh, well. Didn't, then, the, uh, didn't um, Giant Gonzalez wear a costume with, like, fake muscles on it? Yeah, he had, like, painted on muscles and, like, fur over his uh, nether regions. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, it was very disturbing. It was very upsetting. Yeah. There you go. Uh, main event time, Rey Mysterio versus JBL for the world title. Uh, real simple match, pretty basic, but very good. Rey ended up winning when he kicked the chair in JBL's face and hit the frog splash for the pin. Yep. Yeah. Good match, good heat. Uh, Rey, obviously, very over. Uh, lots of kids in Rey Mysterio masks uh, in the audience. And uh, one with the frog splash, you know, lots of Eddie chant. Uh, yeah, good match, and, uh, you know, ABL and Rey Mysterio worked pretty well together. Yeah, there was, yeah, there was, there. There was a humongous but, uh, size difference. I was, I was even surprised, like, I knew that'd be a big one, but it's, it was a lot bigger than I thought. And one thing also, uh, one of the things you only notice, I think, live, rather than watching on TV, uh, JBL's thighs are, uh, laden with cellulite. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Like, they look really bad. I don't know if you can tell, maybe you could tell that on TV. But, yeah, like, it's... Like, I mean, obviously he's got kind of a gut and, you know, kind of man boobs. Like, I mean, ultimately I think he looks fine. I don't think he looks bad. But, like, the back of his thighs are really cottage cheesy. Yeah, there was, there was a picture on it. Maybe WWE.com of the match, and, and you could really tell that it just looked awful. And I don't know what the problem is, but, you know, if he needs to take steroids, I think that's okay. We can make an exception wow. here. Wow, I can't believe you said that. I really think it's for the OMG. Best. I'm going to turn you over to uh, uh, Balco. Okay. That's, that's the organization, right? The, uh, the I think so, yeah. baseball thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. To, but yeah, you know, it's a good match, and, uh, and if Chavo had turned on um, on Ray in that match and Ray had lost to Tyler or something, it would have killed uh, the crowd. And uh, it didn't. It was the ultimate happy end. Everybody went home, ha- went home happy. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So a big thumbs up to the show. I recommend getting the DVD if you did not see it. Well worth it. And uh, yeah. There you go. Yes. Yes. What do you got? What do you got next for me, Joe? Uh, let's talk. You want to talk about ECW? We can talk TNA. Just, you know, this is the big ECW announcement finally made uh, yeah. for the Sci-Fi Channel. The uh, sci-fi what do you think channel. about it, Joe? I just thought, hey, whose show is this? Um, 
I, I guess I guess now I mean I remember flipping around and I saw Law and Order Special Victims Unit on the Sci Fi Channel, which I thought was even more bizarre than ECW being on. But nowadays yeah. I guess it just doesn't matter what what channel you're on. You know, if you got you know Tuesdays at ten, that's a pretty good time slot. And you know, if people want to watch it, they'll seek it out. As for how ECW will be, that really remains to be seen. But you know, TV's TV. Yeah, you know, it is a good time slot, and I like that it's keeping up the tradition of ECW being on uh, networks that you wouldn't expect it to be on. Yeah. And hopefully it'll work out better than it did for them with CNN, because that was a bit of a disaster. Pretty much, And yeah. um, it's just, it's weird, you know, because uh, obviously they have to do it, because people are dumb now, and, you know, there's, you know, official press releases, and people know that WWE and ECW, it's not like a, uh, like a rogue league that's in competition, but seeing how that's kind of how, like, the promotion for um, the uh, the pay-per-view has been, you know, with Joey Styles' with, uh, promo and all of these comments, it's really how they're going to try to compromise those two, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm going to definitely try to watch. I'll definitely give it a try because, you know, anything different is always good. And, and I don't know. It could be awful. It could be good. I guess we'll see. And isn't it crazy how much uh, wrestling there is on a uh, weekday primetime TV or, or, or nearly primetime TV now? Yeah, it seems almost got, every day. Yeah, we got everything up for Wednesdays, and uh, it's weird. It's like a it's like a second boom period, Joe. Some, yeah, quite. only without all the money. Right, exactly. <laughs> and without actual competition. Yeah, without actual competition. So, speaking of competition and TNA, uh, you're a fan, I think you told me, of TNA. Uh, you know... No, I, I like TNA, but you know, the thing is, is uh, I've been sort of uh, much maligned for my enthusiastic endorsement of TNA. I think maybe in a way I'm just, I just like it because it's not WWE mm. and because it gives us, um, you know, cool matches on pay-per-view that, you know, and guys you can wrestle and they give them sometimes enough time. And, um, but yeah, I will admit that, you know, from a week-to-week basis, uh, Impact is not the most interesting show to watch in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think everyone I've had on either says they don't watch TNA or they're not terribly interested in it. Well, I do watch it. Well, there you go. So, um, and I, I get most of the pay reviews. I didn't get the last one, um, but I, I debated about it until uh, it was a game time decision. It was something that I had considered. And, you know, I mean, you know, they're, they're trying. Uh, definitely, I think Christian as champion hasn't gone as well as it should have or as they wanted it to. Who do you blame for that? Do you think it, Christian just doesn't have the goods, or do you think... You know, I think Christian's fine. I just think that, like, I mean, you know, he just hasn't really clicked his face. I mean, he was never a good guy in WWE, really. I think maybe for, like, a month around the time of, like, the invasion, before yeah. he turned on uh, Edge and, uh, and joined the Alliance, I think he was a face. I think that might have been the only period, though. Hmm. And then, you know, uh, before he left Tina, he was kind of looking like he was starting to become a face, but he still had that kind of, you know, like whenever he would, you know, do promos like in Canada or whatever, he was really over. But he would still have sort of like an edge to him. Mm-hmm. No, no pun intended. Ha, ha, yeah. ha. But um, now he's just sort of, he's kind of boring in his promos. And they also force him, he's usually to be really serious uh, and not really making jokes, which is, I think, to his detriment. And kind of what uh, WF did with Chris Jericho when he started a, uh, getting pushed as a, as a top face. Yeah. So he wasn't really allowed to do what made him popular in the first place, is kind of, you know, lock on his opponents and 
you know, be funny and goofy and, you know, they want him to be super serious and really intense. And that's not really him, I don't think. That's not why people like him in the first place. All right. Do you think he's going to drop the belt uh, anytime soon? Oh, I don't know. You know, they've got the, uh, the ridiculously uh, complicated King of the Mountain match coming up. Yeah, how uh, does that work? Someone says it's like a reverse ladder match. Yes, well, that's not even the stupidest part of it. <laughs> because, yes, it is a reverse ladder match in that they have to actually climb up a ladder and put the belt up on, like, a hook. And oh. that's how you win. But, like, you can pin someone during the match or make them commit, and then they have to go into the penalty box for two minutes. Is it, like, a cage, or do you just sit in a box? Like, like um, There's, like, little, like, boxes on each corner of the ring, I think. I mean, maybe. I'm not even sure. Okay. I don't know if I've even seen a King of the Mountain match before. Pretty sure okay. I haven't, and I pretty, see, uh, so. Pretty fun. I see. So who do you think should be the next uh, champ? Uh, you know, I don't know, really. Um, not not Jared again. Not Sting. Nope. Although, I don't, I don't think it seems like that's the plan, really, to Sting to become a champion anytime soon. Which is, I think, good. I think that's what people worried about when he came in. Like, oh, he's going to, uh, you know, I don't think he's done that. I mean, I think Sting's been fine in TNA. I don't know. Yeah, it seems that they actually stuck to the plan of bringing in an old star and then using him to get, you know, the the rest of the roster over the new stars. And yeah, promoters always seem to forget part B of that plan. They'll bring in the the old guys and push them, but kind of forget about building up their roster. I mean, he hasn't, um, you know, put anyone over in a conventional sense. He hasn't. I don't think lost at all, or you know, jobs no, anyway in so. TNA. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think just him being there, I mean, it does, you know, sort of, I mean, you know, he seems like he wants to be there. He seems like he's just there to uh, collect a paycheck. So, you know, that's nice. And um, so, yeah, next champion. I don't know. I guess, you know, I mean, obviously people would want Mo Joe to have the title. He's uh, everyone's favorite. I like him a lot. I do. But, you know, does he necessarily even need it right now? I don't know. I mean, he's got, I don't think he needs to be exhibition champion anymore. No. Yeah, I think that could maybe uh, go to some of the other guys, like, you know, the Alex Shelley's or someone who uh, who might uh, benefit from that boost. But uh, who knows? I mean, maybe just, you know, I mean, keep it on Christian would make him, you know, better, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Not Raven, either. Have you seen how Raven looks like now? No, I, I've, I've heard he looks uh, horrible, but I have not yeah. seen any. Someone on the internet made, like, a, a joke. I don't remember who it was or read it, but, like, he looked like a... Like vomit, like covered in a trash can or something like that, or a trash bag. <laughs> wow. Because yeah, like his hair is really thin now and dyed blonde, and uh, that looks bad. And he's obviously gained a lot of weight. Not, but I don't know. Yeah, it's bad. I used to really like Razor. He uh, he's one of my favorite wrestlers uh, for a long time. But now he is uh, he's literally uh, a, well, not a shell of himself because that would make him seem like he's smaller than he is now. So, but yeah, he's a. Uh, He's uh, he's different. It's, uh, he's different, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Kevin Nash and the X Division. Uh, this angle sounded horrible when I first heard about it. I heard sure. it's not been as as bad as everyone is was worried about. Uh, how's it been? It's the kind of thing about teenagers. Like people, are, maybe they haven't earned it, but people are never willing to give them the benefit of the doubt either. Mm. And you know, they're always like, you know, oh no, teenagers going to kill the X Division. That's that's what they want to do. And it's like, you know, I think, you know, honestly in their, you know, heart of hearts, that they think that this angle will help the expedition. And maybe that's somewhat misguided, but, you know, so far they haven't done anything 
absolutely ridiculous. I mean, all Tim Nash has done is sneak out behind someone and hit them with a foreign object, like a X Cup trophy, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, uh, like powerbomb someone that just got hit with a finisher like ten seconds before. You know, I mean, it's not great. It's kind of a, a weird way of pushing the exhibition, <laughs> but I think their intent certainly is to help them, not to hurt it. So, you know, and I, I like the idea of him kind of, uh, at least Alex Shelley kind of trying to be his buddy, you know, and following mm-hmm. him around. I think that's funny. I think Alex Shelley's funny. Uh, I don't know if you saw, like, their their interview between each other that they aired on Impact. Mm, was this the last uh, Impact? It was uh, It was a couple weeks ago. Okay, I have. It was I before have... the last case of you. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, and, and they were funny together. And actually on their um, their web-only global impact show, by probably literally the only person that watches that, <laughs> and um, they had uh, some outtakes. And, you know, Nash was funny, and he's like, you know, Alex always asking him for advice with the x Cup, and he's like, first of all, whatever you do, you know, put yourself over, you know, don't worry about your teammates, you know, try to make them look bad. You know, just like stuff that I guess, you know, Kevin Nash is a rep of doing, and, I don't know. I don't hate Kevin Nash like how most people do. I've always mm-hmm. thought he was all right. I don't know if you've heard. I think he was on um, The Law, you know, live audio wrestling, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And uh, they interviewed him about the exhibition angle. And I don't know who the host was. They were really kind of like jerks. You know, like they didn't even give him the chance of trying to say that, like, oh, you know, this is something, you know, hopefully going to help the exhibition. But, like, you want to destroy the exhibition, don't you? You know, like, as if they were, like, you know, buying into the angle of being like completely real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, and then he talked about how he, uh, you know, quote, put over Rey Mysterio in uh, 99. Well. And they're like, no one remembers that, you know? And I think people do remember that. They remember it maybe as being kind of lame. But... Yeah, I, I do remember it. I don't remember it being a fantastic angle that... that no, yeah. Out. But I mean, again, ultimately, I mean, I don't know. It's like, you know, I, I do think that, maybe it's like self-delusion, but I do think that Nash thinks that he helped Mysterio there. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily know why he thought that, but you know, I don't think people are necessarily as you know deceitful or you know evil as uh, as one might think. So mm. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm. You know, we'll see how the ending goes. I don't know. We'll All right. What else is going on in TNA? Oh yeah, TNA is supposedly profitable now, which I'm not. Uh, that was that was a rumor kicking around, or at least they. they yeah, where did you hear that? That is that has been everywhere. Really, I guess I've yeah. been not paying attention. It's um, I think uh, one of the, I think PW Insider said Dixie Carter said they're profitable now, and I heard an interview with Terry Taylor where he said he got a memo saying they've stopped the bleeding, and you know I don't I'm not I mean I'm not a TNA account, accountant I'm not privy to their financial statements. You're not a TNA accountant? No, sadly. Well, I've been misled. Uh, I've been misled all these years. No. But go on, continue. But uh. I don't really know what what's really changed in the past couple months where they're all of a sudden, I mean, you know, I mean, maybe DVD sales are up a bit. Uh, pay-per-views don't seem up that much from what I've heard. Uh, they still no. really have paid attendance. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, is that like a profit as in, like, they're out of debt? Or as in, like, from a month-to-month basis? They're, oh, they're I'm sure they're not. They're, I'm sure there's still $25 million in the hole, but I'm, I okay. mean, as month-to-month. Maybe that's Mojo shirt was such a huge seller. It's yeah. It is a nice shirt. It is. I'm wearing it right now. Oh, wow. That's a lie. It's a lie. I'm not wearing that shirt right. right now. Yeah. What a mark, Joe. You, you fell for it. I am a mark. It's true. Yeah. Kevin Nash would laugh at me. He really would. He really would, I'm sure. But All right. Anything else uh, you want to discuss? 
Um, let's see. Uh, how about that? Uh, the, the new uh, gimmick for Jamie Noble and Tim Cash, where they, uh, where Jamie Noble's like a pit bull. Where they're uh, the new. Well, basically, like they are like the pit bulls. I guess. Yeah, they are the pit bulls for, without the uh, yeah. without the muscles, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of silly, the, isn't it? In the drug dealing, but yeah, no, well, that we know of. Yeah, that's very true. So, I mean, I guess it's... I don't know. I wonder who came up with this. Did Jamie Noble say, we got to do something, let's wear dog collars? Was it a writer saying, you know, oh, this will be great. You know, this will give these guys personality. Yeah, what's with, like, these, like, old-timey gimmicks like that and, like, the Umaga, you know, coming back? You know, what's up with that? Yeah, so, well, wrestling tends to cannibalize itself, I guess. It does. Pop will eat itself. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah, Umaga. That's that's horrible, though. Am I right? Come on. Umaga. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not really. So I've, I wonder if he's gonna. I wonder if they're gonna do anything with him. I read somewhere that they're gonna push him in the main event after SummerSlam, which sounds outrageous. But uh, who knows? Yeah, it sounds unlikely. I think. But uh, yeah, his offense isn't even that um, that good. You know, really, and because he's not even like, and he's not like so big. Like a Rikishi type, where like you know, everything looks like it would probably hurt, you know. Yeah. And he's just sort of like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of boring. And uh, his manager though is great, I guess. Osama, and you know, the remaining thing is that not, not even Hispanic. No. Who would have guessed based on that accent? It sounds so real. No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. uh... Yeah, that thing's uh, kind of messy. And I don't know what else is going on in wrestling these days, Joe. Oh, I have. Uh, I want to rant and rave about uh, a topic. I was right, watching the uh, Greatest Stars of the 80s DVD, which I'm okay. sure remember was released. And they would have a 10-minute fluff piece on someone like Sergeant Slaughter, and then they'd have a match with them. You know, Sergeant Slaughter versus the Iron Sheik. And, you know, that that's all great. And and, and they had a little segment on Paul Orndorff. And, and let me ask you, let's say I'm in charge of the DVD for WWE, and I say, Albert Ching, we need a match for Paul Orndorff. What match should we put on here? And what, what would you say? Um, you know, again, from not being a fan of the business at that time, I, I, I know little about Paul Orndorff. Uh, I know he was called Mr. Wonderful. That's true. And uh, I know he was in um, the main event of, uh, what was it? He was the main event of the first WrestleMania? Actually, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, and uh, that's, that's about all I know about him. So. Yeah, well, Sorry. he uh, you know, he had Saturday night's main event matches against Hulk Hogan, and he had a match that drew like seventy thousand people in Canada against Hulk Hogan. And you think these would be fine choices, but sure. they put a match with Paul Orndorff against Sal Belomo from Madison Square Garden. Sal Belomo is a jobber, by the way. Who um, and and this was, I guess, is Madison Square Garden debut. And the match it was a fourteen minute squash, and the whole. Segment went 20 minutes because they had to have an interview. Paul Orndorff came out. He wouldn't get in the ring. He had a 14-minute match. He called Sal Belomo a spaghetti eater beforehand. And I'm just like, is that a bad thing? Because spaghetti's so tasty. Yeah, normally, I mean, people would always call Bruno San Martino a spaghetti bender, which I never figured yeah. out what that meant. What is it? Yeah, no, spaghetti? uh, yeah, spaghetti's so that. good. Why, why would you want to make fun of someone for liking spaghetti? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so I, just, I was just baffled by that, so. A fourteen minute squash. That's impressive too. They don't they don't do those these days anymore. <laughs> they, don't, they may have a fourteen minute main event, so Yeah, yeah. Wow, fourteen minute squash. 
Well, that was the same event where Hulk Hogan won the world title for the first time in like a five-minute main event, so I guess they had to pad it out on the undercard. Interesting. You can teach me so much, Joe. You're so wise. I am. Uh, I am. I am a corner. You're a very wise man, Tajiri. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Well, anything else you want to discuss? Ah, I don't know, man. What else is there? There's tons of stuff to discuss. Did you watch uh, last episode of Justice League Unlimited? I know, you, I know you used to watch that, right? I certainly did watch that. And that was uh, pretty cool. I thought it was the totally fine. Dark side. Yeah, and um, probably needed like a, an hour to really close it out. It seemed a little rushed getting everything in that last half hour. Yeah, that's true. I did. Still a, 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 fine, a fine exit to... Uh, the series and very sad to see it go, but what are you going to do? And uh, I know you're a big Pearl Jam fan, and uh, you're liking the new album, right? I am. I'm digging it quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. It hasn't really, like, you know, I mean, caught fire with me yet, but you know, a lot of Pearl Jam albums take a while to grow on me. Yeah, I'm not throwing out my copy of uh, 10 or Vitology yet, but. No, because that would be silly. Even yeah, if you'd like silly. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I don't know why I, I always <laughs> throw, throw out my... something that you spend money for that you still enjoy. Yeah, I always throw out my old CDs when I buy a new one. I gotta <laughs> because you don't have enough room. Yeah, I, that's very true. Yeah, are they coming to? You have, a, you have a CD case, but it only it only holds one CD. It's, yeah, it's very an, an unwise move. I need a new system. Set. Yeah, you're paying for it now. Are they coming around to uh, Arizona? Uh, they're not actually. They're not. Oh, um, no. They're not 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 as far as anything's been announced. Oh. So last year, two thousand three, and Joe. Oh. Yep. So, sure, they'll come back at some point, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But Kelly Clarkson's coming here over the summer, so that's oh, there you go. Kind of, kind of the same, actually. Yeah, I guess yeah, it all evens two. out. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, wrap this up. I guess I think we've gone on yeah. a good length. Talked a variety of topics, wrestling and otherwise. And is there anything else you would like to plug? Um, let's see. Uh, you know, if people want uh, the newspaper I work for, we've got a new website up. It's www.getoutaz.com. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a gay magazine, even though it's called Get Out. <laughs> and I, it's gay-friendly, don't get me wrong, but you oh, know, it's not just for that audience. And um, let's see, I think that might be it for right now. Um, uh, milk, it's always tasty. I'd give a shout-out to Milk. Had a big blast before uh, this show. Uh, so that's good. And uh, public libraries. Definitely got to shout out to them. Uh, you know, always support your public libraries. Reading is fundamental, kids. It is. And you know what? You can get books for free. You just have to bring them back a month later. It's, it's the best thing go. in the world. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it. Uh, if you have a concern, please email me, joegagney at charter.net, or leave a comment at thecubsfan.com. If you like the show, please, please spread the word. And I will be back at some point. Next week is up in the air. I may just do some quick Ring of Honor results when I get back from the show. Or I'll try to put together a guest. I don't know. Albert Ching, well, thank you very much for, uh, for being on. Definitely have you thank on you. again in a little bit. Any final words? Uh, Joe Gagney rules. Yes, he does. All right, that's going to do it, folks. Thanks very much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.